Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 18th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We started this year with a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we went through every miracle that Jesus performed. Now I told you that we're going to finish the year, probably heading into the next year, maybe, I don't know, with the parables of Jesus. So we started with the parable of the sower, and we went through that for weeks. And now we're in the parable of the talents, and we've been going through that for weeks. And as I'm getting ready for the next parable, I need to wind down the parable of the talents. So this is Pearls from the Parables, part 59, winding down the parable of the talents, part one. I can't just wind it down in one day, right? So we're going to seek to glean some golden nuggets, some more. We've gleaned a lot already from the parable of the talents, but we're going to glean some more this morning. I want you to open up your heart to get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into it for this morning. I don't know about you, but I love the Word of God. I mean, you tune in every day because I believe that you love the Word of God as well, but I genuinely love the Word of God, and I love gleaning from the Word of God on a daily basis. Before we get into this parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. I believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. At our church, we've been declaring this over our lives, and I've been sharing it with you. And so this is a season of refreshing and restoring for you as well. Put that in the chat, refreshing and restoring. So this is what this scripture says that we've been looking at pretty much every day all year. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So if you meditate on something like this on a regular basis, what you're not going to do, you're going to be proactive so that you will not allow any area of your life to dry up. So put that in the chat, no dry areas for me. What we want is no dry areas. So if there's an area of my life that has dried up in this in this season, God is going to refresh me again and he will drench that area with a fresh wind, a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. All right, Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14. This is what Jesus said. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man. I need to note that this is towards the end of Jesus's ministry, second to the last parable that he shared. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who was about to go on a journey. And before he left, he called his servants together and he gave them talents. To one, he gave five talents. To one, he gave two talents. To one, he gave one talent. He gave them talents according to their ability to manage. He was like, I know this is all you can handle. So I'm going to give you what you can handle. I know this is all you can handle. So I'm going to give you what you can, I, I, hey, this is all you can handle. So I'm giving you what you can handle while I'm gone and I'm leaving. And when I come back, I expect for you to have done something with what I gave you because I gave you the talent and I gave you the grace and I expect you to make the most of it. And so he left. The Bible says immediately, as soon as he left, the guy that had five talents, he went out and doubled the money. The guy that had two talents went out and doubled the money. The guy that had one talent dug a hole, put the talent in the hole, did nothing with it. 
After a long time, Jesus has been gone a long time, y'all, but after a long time had passed, the Bible says that the master came back and he came back to settle accounts. There will come a day where Jesus is coming back. And so he came, he comes back to settle accounts. The guy with five talents says, hey, master, guess what? This is what you gave me and you gave me the grace to do something with it. And I know that you're a God of increase and abundance. So I doubled your money. And so he says, man, guess what? Because you did that. Now, what, what I had given you, it's, it pales in comparison to what I'm about to give you next, because he that has, even more is going to be given unto him. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents said, hey, I did the same thing. He said, don't worry. I got the same blessing. He that has, even more is going to be given unto him. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. This is what we learn from this parable. This is how God works. God is a God of increase increase in abundance, but we got to be able to maximize the current season that we're in. So we got to maximize the now so God can release us into the next. If you're not making the most of the now, stop asking God for the next. You need to maximize where you are. Say amen to that. Put in the chat. I need to maximize where I am right now. Come on now. It says, so, but you, because you made the most of it, then what I'm about to do, I'm about to bless you real good. Oh, glory to God. What I'm about to do in your life, it pales in comparison to what God, I've already done. I'm about to enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with one talent said, well, I didn't do anything with it. And is because of my perception of you. I believe that you are a man who is shrewd, that gets rich off of the backs of other people. I believe that you're a man that wants to reap what you have not sown. So I did nothing with you. I didn't lose it, but I didn't do anything with it. Here it is. Now that you're back, I don't even want it. And the master said, well, listen, if you knew that I was a businessman, and I was looking for increase because I am looking for increase, then the, at least you could put it in the bank. I could have got some interest. Right? I mean, you didn't even do that. You did nothing. You are a wicked and an unloyal and unfaithful servant. He says, matter of fact, the little that you have, I'm going to take it away from you. I'm going to give it to the guy that has much because that's how my kingdom works. That's how my kingdom works, right? He says, okay, so, but for you, he tells the other people, get this man out of here. I don't even want to see him. Throw him into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what this is mean for you today as we seek to kind of wind this down and start to wrap up this parable. Well, I've covered so many areas in this parable. And last week I dealt with the whole thing of David, King David raising the offering for the temple. And I dealt with billions of dollars and all of that stuff and all of the 180,000 workers in seven and a half years. And I don't know, it was just so much stuff. So God just takes me all of these places when I'm teaching on one thing and God is like, oh, hit it from all of these angles. I hope that you've been enjoying this series. If you have, put that in the chat. So what does this mean for you today as we seek to glean a few more golden nuggets from this parable over the next couple of days, and then we'll go to the next parable. You ready? All right, this is part of the recap. Uh, today, I'm gonna give you five quick things. Here's number one, you ready? The significance of the parable of the talents. Now, I, I believe that you, if you've been paying attention, you know that this parable is significant. It came at the end of Jesus's ministry though. So let me highlight that. The, he gives this parable and then he gives one more about uh, um, separating, I believe, tarrying and wheats, but, or sheep and goats. I'll, I'll deal with that one too. I'm going to cover all the parables, but this is at the end of his ministry. And the placement of the parable is significant because in the parable, he's talking about a master who gave stuff to his servants. He was like, I'm about to leave. And when I come back, I'm going to settle accounts. This, this emphasizes the importance of our earthly ministry. This, this emphasizes for you and I the importance of us making the most of the short time that God has given us on this planet. Say that. Say, I will make the most of my time. I, I don't know about you, but I run hard because I believe that that the, that the time God has given us on this planet is, is short. It is, 
it is but a moment in comparison to the eternity that I'm going to spend with God when I get to heaven. So for now, I need to make the most of the time that I have on this planet. And so I need to make the most of what God has entrusted me with. The timing of the message, I believe, reveals the urgency and the significance of the message towards the end of his ministry. He says, like, I'm, you know, basically I'm about to leave. And when I come back, I know, guess what? I'm going to see, I'm going to want to know what did you do with what I gave you? See, it's not a coincidence that Jesus shared this right before he left his earthly ministry. There's this, there's this timing component to the things of God, to the blessings of God. And the fact that Jesus left this towards the end, it's almost like a final exam, right? Like, hey, before I leave, I want to make sure that you get this thing. Like, I'm going to entrust, everybody is entrusted with a level of grace and favor and everything that they need to maximize their purpose and potential. And everyone is entrusted in a particular season according to their ability to manage. So there are things that are stored up for you that I cannot release to you until you have the ability to manage it. So the more you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the more you prepare yourself to be able to receive more. And in the kingdom, he that has more, he that has much will be given more, will be given much. Why? Because you're, you're proving yourself faithful over little, God can give you charge over much. So there's a, there's a level of urgency in this that, that one day Jesus is coming back. The, in the parable, the master was gone and the Bible says that after a long time, he came back. Well, guess what? Jesus has been gone a long time, over 2,000 years. And one day he's coming back. You and I, put this in the chat, we have a soon coming king. Now we don't know. Jesus said, no man knows the day, nor the hour. So I'm not telling you that I know because I don't know because nobody knows. Nobody knows the day, nor the hour, but we're supposed to live our lives with an expectation of his return. We know that one day he's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to want to settle accounts. You and I, we want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But the only way to hear well done is if you have done well. Say amen to that. All right, number two, the concept of stewardship. We've been looking at this concept of stewardship. Say God is the owner. God is the owner and I am the steward. I'm not the owner. God is the owner. I'm the steward. I'm not the owner. I'm just the steward. And so God owns everything, including me. So when you when you entrust something over to a steward, there's a level of accountability that comes with that. So I give you something, you're not, hey, this is my stuff. I, you don't own it. I'm just entrusting it unto you. But that comes with it. It comes with an inherent level of accountability and responsibility that at some point, you're going to be accountable to me. You're going to be responsible to me to see what you did with what I entrusted unto you because it's mine. It's not yours, right? And so our lives are not our own. And when you understand that, so for example, I was just talking to my mother. My mother's upstairs. And I was talking to my mother about this concept that I've seen ever since I was a little kid in my family, where people in my family would leave the Dominican Republic, come to the United States. They would work you know, for... 20, 30 years, um, and sometimes relatively young, go back to the Dominican Republic, let's say in their late 40s or early 50s, and say, I'm done, right? And they would go back to, they, they bought a, some land in the DR, they bought a house in the DR, and they'll go back. And, and, and we would say, hey, what are you going to do now? And they would say, estoy de retira, retirada, right? Meaning like, I'm done. 
I'm done working, I'm retired or whatever. And I've seen people like 50, 51, 52 years old say I'm done. And they go back and I'm like, well, what are you going to do? They say, nothing. Like I have enough money now. I have enough money to come in and I'm just going to chill. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we see them and then they just go to chill. And like maybe they go to the resort once a month or whatever. They go to the beach or whatever. That's it. And they go like they're done and they're done for like the rest of their lives. Okay, cool. How long do you think that lasts? It doesn't last long. I've seen it. Like I've seen that movie a bunch of times. What do they do? They wind up coming back. Either they run out of the money, run out of money, or they run out of purpose. Like, I mean, it's not about the money. It, it's it's like if it was a money thing, Isabella and I could actually live in the Dominican Republic off of our retirement and just go to the beach every every month. But it's a purpose thing. Like, like you if you believe that your life is not your own, and if you believe that you're just a steward, and if you believe that God has given you the grace and the purpose for this short time that God has given you on this planet, then you got to live like, hey, this is not my life. My life is for him and I got to do what he tells me to do. And so, yeah, the people in my family say, well, why do you work so hard? Like, what? why do you and Isabella, like, you don't have to. You're right. We don't have to. <clears throat> but then again, we have to because we're not working for money. We're working for purpose. And so when you're doing what God has called you to do, then you know that you're living your life with a level of accountability and responsibility that I have to be accountable to God. For example, today's word. Nobody pays me to do today's word. I, like if I choose tomorrow not to get up, what's going to happen? There's no pink slip. There's no, I mean, what's going to happen? If I choose tomorrow to say, that's it, I'm not doing today's word anymore, then that's it. Like there's no organization that's going to come in and say, well, Rick Pina, let me write you up. Let me, let me reprimand you for not doing today's word. Well, why do I do it? Because my boss is God. God is my king. I'm accountable to him. He told me to do it. And so when you're living your life as a steward, you realize that you don't, you don't own this thing. I don't own my life. My life is not my own. In Spanish, I share with my family, you know, we will put me cuenta. I'm not, I'm not making up my own life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm accountable to God. So I'm, I'm living my life with a purpose. See, see, whenever you have something and the purpose of it is not known, abuse is inevitable. Whenever you have anything, like any, any product that you have, if the purpose of it is unknown, abuse is inevitable. You're going to abuse it because you're going to abnormally use it because it wasn't designed to do that. When you don't know who you are, abuse is inevitable. You are abusing the short time that God has given you on this planet when you're using it for, for something that is outside of his purpose. That is the abnormal use. No, no. But when you are aligned with your purpose, when you're doing what God has called you to do, then, then that is the normal use. That is the fit for purpose use. Why? Because I'm doing what God sent me to this planet to do. And there will come a, a, a day where my soon coming king is coming back and he expects me to answer to him. And he's going to want to know, what did you do with the short time that I gave you on this planet? Come on now. So when you stand before God, God is going to check you and he's going to check you against your purpose. He's not going to measure success for you with, with, hey, son, hey, daughter, how many houses did you buy? Nah, that's not how he's going to measure it. He's not going to measure success in, hey, son, hey, daughter, how many pocketbooks do you have in your closet? That's not how, how he's going to measure success. How is he going to measure success? He's going to measure success in purpose. He's going to take the purpose that he established for you from the foundations of the world and use that as a ruler. And he's going to measure you against your ruler. And the good news is that he's not going to use my ruler on you. He's not going to use your ruler on me. So God is only going to measure me against my purpose. And so success in Christ is measured in purpose. Say amen to that. We have to make 
uh, uh, give God a return on the time that God has given us on this planet. Number three, the master is coming back. So there's a call to preparedness. Put in the chat, I will be ready. We got to live our lives with an expectation that God is coming back, that Jesus is coming back. We got to live our lives with an expectation that there is a soon coming king. It's not like, I don't know about you, but then there needs to be a level of urgency. There needs to be something like understanding that God is coming back and he's going to want to settle accounts. Like, like we got we to gotta live our lives with a, a level of expectation of making the most of the short time that God has given us on this planet. I've done a, a lot of teaching on this, but listen, we got to know that God's timing is perfect. And when he comes back, he's going to want to know what did we do? And if we're complacent, we can miss out on our season of blessing. God operates in appointed times. And I told you before, do not allow procrastination to cause you to miss yours. There's an appointed season. But if you if you don't have the urgency of the now, like I taught early in the series, God, say this, I have the urgency of the now. If you don't have the urgency of the now, you can, there are times and seasons when your season of blessing comes, you can miss your season messing around, procrastinating like the guy did that was unfaithful. But there's a reward for faithfulness. Just like the faithful stewards received a reward, you and I will receive a reward. Why? Because there's a reward for faithfulness. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Listen, earlier in this series, I was talking about this. I said that God wants you to expand. God wants, earlier in the series, I told you that God equates increase to faithfulness. To the two that he said, you've been faithful, it was tied to the increase that they had. You and I, we're supposed to take whatever God has given us and increase it, expand it, advance it, promote it. We got to do something with it and not lose it. We, we, the guy that did nothing with it, he was called wicked. And that's not going to be me. And that's not going to be you. Number four, there's some consequences to inaction. So, so there, there are some consequences to playing it safe. There's some consequences to doing nothing with, with what God has given you. People that say, well, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm, I'm not going to lose it, but I'm not going to double it. I'm not going to lose it, but I'm not going to increase it. I'm just going to hold on to what God has given me. There's some consequences to playing it safe. That man was called wicked. Why? Because inaction is not making it better. As a believer, God wants you to take whatever God has given you and make it better. Say, I'm going to make it better. Put it in the chat. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to take it. I'm going to multiply it. I'm going to make it better. God, whatever God has given you, he wants you to take it and to make it better. He wants you to take it and to do something with it. God sends you to, to children's church and says, hey, I want you and your wife to teach, teach these children. Well, then whatever you were given, you better go in there and make it better. You better pour into those kids. You better take whatever God has given you and pour it into them and preach and, and, and teach like, it, like you were preaching to, to 10,000 people. Why? Because that's your assignment. That's your gift. You got to be you got to be faithful over what God has given you and you should do it with the spirit of excellence. Whatever God has given you, you ought to make it better. You say, oh, Brother Pete, you don't understand. I'm telling you that the first house that Isabella and I had, I looked at that house, you know, and I was like, man. I, 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 this is baby. This is the best that I could do at this time. And Isabella took that thing and she made it a home and she made it beautiful. And she, I, and I would come home and I'll be like, wow, I can't believe this, what you did with this thing. Why? But because you got to be faithful over whatever you have, you got to be thankful over whatever you have and you got to make it better. Don't say, oh, I'm just going to play it safe and do nothing. No, no, no. You will miss the opportunity. And if you miss the opportunity, you will be called wicked. You got to take every opportunity that, that God has given you and not miss it. You got to make the most of it. Put in the chat. I will make the most of every opportunity. You and I, we have to seize the day. This is a brand new day. 
This is a brand new week. This is a brand new moment. This is a brand new time. I'm telling you, we got to lay hold of every opportunity that God has given us because there are consequences for inaction. Say amen to that. And number five, the last point for today, I'm probably going to talk more about number five tomorrow, but it's the overflow of inner beliefs. We, we got to understand that I tell you like a million times, your legs will never take you where your soul has never been. And so there, there's, there's something that happens on the inside. The reason why the unfaithful steward did nothing is because he saw the master in the wrong light. He saw the master. He said, that man, that man is wicked. That man is, is, is shrewd. That man is trying to get, he's trying to reap what he has not sown. That man is trying to get rich off of the backs of other people. So I'm not going to do nothing. There are some people that have the wrong concept or perception of God. And they're not doing nothing for God because they're mad at God. They're not doing nothing for God because they had church hurt. They're not doing nothing for God because they have the wrong concept of God. But, but when you see God as a loving caring, sharing, heavenly father. When you see God that as a God that wants to bless you because he wants to bless you because he is good, then, then you will go out there and you will walk in the cycle of faith and blessing. Put in the chat, say, I walk in the cycle of faith and blessing. I'm walking in the cycle of faith and blessing. I'm operating by faith. I'm doing what God has called me to do. God looks at me and says, well done. Hey, guess what? You've been faithful over this. I'm about to give you more. I maximize that level. Why? Because I'm operating by faith. And God says, guess what? You've been faithful over this level. I'm about to give you more. God gives me more. Guess what? I turn around. I operate by faith. And I'm like, oh my God. I tell my wife, can you imagine? Oh my God. We never thought we would be at this level, but God wants us to make the most of this level. God is not satisfied. There's air still flowing through my lungs. There's blood still flowing through my veins. Obviously, God is not through with us yet. Let's make the most of this level. And we make the most of that level. And God takes us to another level. Why? Because there's this cycle of faith and blessing. And God says, you've been faithful over this. I'm about to give you charge over much. And to now, okay, then we enter into that level. And, and what do we do? We're faithful again over that level. And there's this cycle of faith and blessing. The guy that had one talent, that one talent was taken away from him and it was given to the guy with 10. Why? Because he was faithful over it. Say, I will be faithful over it. Listen, the blessing of the Lord leads to a life of faith and blessing and a, a continual cycle of increase, advancement, promotion, acceleration. Why? Because while we're on this planet, the kingdom of God is supposed to be advancing and it's supposed to advance through you and I. Say amen to that. That's enough for today. My God, that was a lot. That's enough for today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Man, there's so much in this parable. I hope that you've been enjoying it. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that I am a steward, not an owner. I take the talents and the gifts you've given me, and I know that I will be accountable for what you've entrusted into my hands. I live responsibly, knowing that one day I'm going to have to give account. So I'm committed to finding, following, and finishing my purpose before I die. My success is measured in purpose, and I will make the most of the purpose you have given me. I live with a constant expectation of your return. I know that you are my soon coming king. I will make the most of the time you've given me. I live with the urgency of the now, and I will not miss my season of blessing. 
I acknowledge that my actions reflect my inner beliefs. So I meditate and medicate on you. I embrace the cycle of faith and blessing. And when I act in faith, I position myself for your blessing, which in turn strengthens my faith for the next season and the next level and the next paradigm. So I'm I make the most of my now and I prepare myself for the next. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. You're going to get my notes. You get my notes for free. Todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you're watching on YouTube and you have not subscribed to this channel, just subscribe right now. Hit the bell, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we go live. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to do me a favor. Two things. If this message was a blessing to you, I want you to go into the chat right now, leave me some comments in the chat, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. We've been learning so much about this this parable, the parable of the talents. If this, if you've been enjoying it, just tell me how you've been enjoying it. Share that with me in the chat. I love you. I'll continue to recap tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.